No one remembers what these structures were for in their heyday. But today, they serve a nobler cause, supporting our lean-tos and clotheslines. The inscriptions that once covered them have been chipped off and now circulate as a kind of currency, traded or pickpocketed from each other's coats as needed. When you're rich, you can rest easy within that circle of glyphs, breath unstolen and throat unpunctured. But no one here stays rich for long. And soon you'll be just like the rest of us sorry bastards. Ears straining for the comforting sound of automaton whirs and clicks as it passes by. Counting breaths in the silence that follows. And wishing on all your good luck charms that it won't be you who's missing in the morning. Welcome to Spindle Wheel Saturdays. This is a feature of the non-binary tabletop RPG month. I'm Sasha. I'm your host and game designer. You can find me on Twitter at Sasha underscore Renault, and you can follow Spindle Wheel and all my other game dev stuff at Tea Cabbage. And I am joined by my friend here. Hi, I'm Kales. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. I don't have any fancy game dev stuff yet, but keep an eye out for it. But you do have a podcast you could plug if you wanted. I do have a podcast I can plug. I almost forgot. My fellow podcasters are going to be like really annoyed with me that I forgot. Uh, I am part of a podcast called Follow the Leader, which is a bunch of us, about five of us are non-binary actually, um, nice. playing a GM-less tabletop games for everyone else to listen to, uh, trying to stay fun and lighthearted and always looking for new games. In that spirit, we'll be playing Spindle Wheel GM-less today, which is very exciting. I am very excited about this. <laughs> A couple of things before we start. The X card, which we are going to use by just like saying, hey, I'm going to X card this thing because we don't have a camera up and I'm too afraid to type away to check a chat. Um, so if there's anything that makes you uncomfortable or just something you're not interested in exploring, just say, can we X card this? And we totally will. And we'll just drive it in a different direction. The other thing to be aware of is bleed. So Spindle Wheel is a tarot-like game, and tarot is super good for self-reflection and getting a different uh, perspective on things. And Tabletop is really good for sort of putting your personality and your ideas into sort of a fictional context so that you can look at them from a different perspective. Spindle Wheel is both of these things. And as such, it is very, very easy to project yourself onto the cards, which can lead to bleed. Mm Mm-hmm. Bleed is when your experiences, emotions, and other elements of your life bleed into the game, or vice versa. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something to be aware of, especially since the deck can sometimes produce unexpectedly dark cards. So if there's a card that comes up that doesn't fit the tone that we've established, do not hesitate to discard it. So, first, we are going to find out where we are. I'm going to flip all of these cards... And then we're going to read them together. So, this spread makes up our world. Uh, The center is the dominant driving force. This is a prominent landmark, or the weather in the area, or uh, whoever is in charge, or the dominant culture. Ours, today, is Bandit. Highwaymen, robber baron, wealth taken by fear and force. And our crossing, uh, which offers context, and we can choose from either or both sides, is walkers. Endurance hunters, steady pursuers, tireless trackers. 
or stilt-legged fishers, trembling giants, a long reach with a frail limb. Our boon, what helps the center, is Grandmother's Ring, a new partnership, a steady alliance. Our bane, what works towards the center's downfall, is Vampire, a legendary monster, cold-blooded noblesse, a parasite. The world's desire, what the center wants most, is Oracle, soothsayer, bell-ringer, wide-eyed prophet. And the method, how the center intends to get its desire, is Mother of Monsters, a vengeful force purging the poison from its home. A card can be a person or an event, it can be an attitude or a physical object. So let's start from the center and figure out where we are. Okay. Um, hmm. I like a long reach with a frail limb on the walkers. Yeah, me too. You said that and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> we can also, if we want, we can flip any of these cards if the upright isn't something we're interested in doing. Um, I'm going to flip the bandit really quick just to read the other side, which is gold-hearted thief, lover of justice, defiler of law. Hmm. So I'm not sure. I like a long reach with a frail limb, and I like endurance hunters for walkers. Yeah, they're both really good. <laughs> I feel like in conjunction with Bandit, maybe it's that here wealth is a really, like, transient thing. Or not transient, but, like, a, a very temporary thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not something you can depend on, necessarily. Yeah. And everyone has gangly limbs, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's it's everyone has like quick fingers, you mm, know? Yeah. Like it's a place of just like everyone's just constantly stealing from each other. <laughs> yeah. In a better world this would be the everything belonging to the collective, but no. But no. Everyone has private property and we're constantly taking it from each other. Very good. So Boone. What helps the center? A new partnership, a steady alliance. Hmm, maybe there's like a, a moment of respite here because maybe some of the people have actually started like teaming up. Yeah, I was thinking that there's starting to be a uh, alliance is a loose word, but mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, like gangs almost, right? Like groups of yeah of, of thieves who who band together. Yeah, and then maybe they take it even. I I mean, I, this might be branching out a little further but taking those alliances further than just thievery hmm are they are they pirates maybe i don't know i more meant like it's like we'll make this alliance so that we can sort of keep wealth but we also have like and again i don't know if this is like branching further in world building than we necessarily go with the cards but like we have this alliance and it's supposed to be for keeping wealth but hey, we also have these other shared values. Maybe we can try and bring those out also. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm into that. It's a cool way to use that card. Our bane is vampire. A legendary monster, cold-blooded noblesse, a parasite. The inverse to this is vitality to the dying, life to the dead, vengeance to the wounded. If that interests. Hmm. Is it like a literal vampire? Or is it See, like I was thinking that. <laughs> I was like, what if it's just a literal vampire? <laughs> maybe this is like, especially the, the cold-blooded noblesse, maybe this is like the crowned bandit who takes, like, people and, like, kills them for their blood and whatnot and other things that vampires do. And, like, everyone mm. everyone in this community lives in fear of this vampire and is like, do what you can in the meantime, right? Like, look after your own hide. Yeah. 
I want to say before we continue, this is very strange that we have this spread because I'm in the middle of like writing with a couple friends like a story that's like basically this exact premise. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting here going, oh my god. The <laughs> <laughs> cards knew you were coming. <laughs> trying to make it a hobby for you. Yeah. So the desire of the place, uh, of our weird town of thieves, is Oracle, soothsayer, bell ringer, wide-eyed prophet, or small town seer, happy medium, crafter of household miracles. So I have an idea for this, and I feel like either side might work for this, but sort of what we want is to know that we have a future, mm. and... So, like, I don't know which side is better for this idea. Yeah, because the, the upright as it is sounds like it's concerning the bigger problem of the community, which is the fucking vampire who keeps coming and killing people. Yeah. But the inverse being a quality of life thing that is, like, smaller in scope, but longer in term. I'm going to look at the method for reference to this, which is Mother of Monsters, a vengeful force purging the poison from its home. The inverse of this is uh, life spoken into the world, volatile and unfamiliar. I feel like the momentum of a vengeful force makes it sound like it's getting the vampire out of town. Yeah. Cool. So that's where we are. We're going to read The World's Fates, which are the three cards down here. This is Clotho, the root of the current situation. This is what happened long long ago to bring us to the current state of affairs. Mm-hmm. I, have it, I have it written good somewhere. Hang on, let me actually look at the thing. This is why you what ru- it says in the rules. <laughs> yeah, this is why you, you write words down so that you can say them good later. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, the catalyst that led to the current state of the world, which is Lonely Aria, an opera abandoned, a novel left unwritten, a haunting undescribed. God, I love this. I love this card. This is a really nice card. <laughs> I just love this idea of, like, something life-changing left unfinished. Mm. And it's like you don't, you're never satisfied because you never have the conclusion. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, there was a plan at the beginning of this. There was an idea that people had that would lead to, like, a utopia, right? Oh, we're doing this. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it. We're committing to this. Great. Um, and, and we just missed the last bit and it just fell apart as a result, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. This is our Lachesis. This is, uh, the current state of affairs. Closed-minded and stubborn, faith born of spite. Yeah, that's, that sounds like thieves to me. <laughs> Everyone thinks they know what the best way to do things is, but because everyone's ideas conflict, like everyone might have good ideas, but because they all conflict so much, nothing gets done. We're at a uh, impasse. Yeah, one hundred. I don't think that's the exact word I'm trying to think of, but it's close enough. <laughs> a standstill, a deadlock. Yeah. Yeah. Stalemate. So, yep. Mm-hmm. This is our Atropos, the common-held belief of what's to come, which is adversary, a childhood rival, a worthy opponent, a moving finish line. I think this aligns pretty well with our method, right? Oh, yeah. Just trying to drive the vampire out of town. 
God, I, I tried to reference the French Revolution earlier this week, and I forget what it's called with the guillotine <laughs> and all the people. <laughs> like, just like the that nice, fun little bit right after everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? What is that? I'm going to Google it now. <laughs> oh. Uh, French Revolution. <laughs> it's the, it's the something of something. The reign of French terror? Revolution key terms. I think it's the reign of terror. Oh yeah, it's the whole bit where they're just executing people left and right. So yes, now. I was on a Quizlet <laughs> <laughs> looking up the word <laughs> French Revolution key terms. Google go. <laughs> That's how you know you're playing an RPG. It's true. <laughs> Your search history is just like... (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now we are going to place the desire somewhere. On the left-hand side of the screen are events. So we'll play through these as little scenes over the course of of the game. And when you play an event with your desire on it, you have the opportunity to earn it. So you have different kinds of events, which are a conversation, a cataclysm, a vision, a sabotage... Um, considering our method, which is eventual force purging the poison from its home, how will the world get its desire? So there's a couple that I'm leaning towards just narrowing it down Mm. that I think are a little, maybe a little obvious. I feel like any of these would be good. Mm. I am sort of interested in a sabotage. Ooh, yes. Because I think that that's like, a little obvious, but also kind of sneaky and tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, hmm. Because I think, like, a challenge is obvious. Mm. A wager might also be fun. Ooh. Ooh, I really like a wager. Because our, our town here is made of pretty underhanded people as, like, a culture. Right. Um, a bunch of thieves probably aren't going to address this head on. Um, yeah. I feel like sabotage or wager are probably most likely to be the way that the thieves do. Yeah. I love a wager. Then let's go with a wager. Yeah, yes. definitely. Cool. So the rest of these cards get put into the Arbiter's deck. And the Arbiter's deck acts as the world reacting to us. So whenever one of us takes a moment to reflect, which is drawing from the deck, the Arbiter's deck gets to take a move. Okay. This Atropos is... By no means ironclad. It's just sort of the vibe of what will happen. And at the end of the game, we'll find out if it came true. Woohoo! Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> um, if you scroll all the way down, there are two characters that I've laid out. These are our character sheets. I'll pick the one on the left if you want the one on the right. Yeah, sounds good. Wild. So we'll take a minute to read our characters. And then when we're ready to talk about them, just pipe up. So the center is yourself, uh, your sense of self, so. Oh, good. Oh, I'm extremely about this. <laughs> I'm so fucking stuck for this game right now. Do you mind if I start? Um, or- Give me just another moment. Yeah. Because I'm going to want to listen to what you're saying, and audio processing is not my strong suit. I feel you. Um, okay. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I go first? You go. Okay. That's fine. So my center is the grave, a devastating loss, a bone healed wrong, crossed by hunter, the wolf in the woods, the monster in the water, or fur laden and sharp eyed, color of herds, harbinger of extinction. I was a very, very good hunter until I recently 
uh, got injured very, very badly. My boon is Dippold's lenses, a change in perspective, a clarifying of vision. I think that being out of the game um, has given me time to reflect, and this time to reflect has manifested in like hitting the books and talking to people and gathering folk stories and whatnot, and I, th- I think I specifically hunt monsters. My bane, Star, the narcissist grasping for fame, desperate to be seen by power, I still very much... I'm ex- I'm extremely vain. I really, really want for a song to be written in my name, due to my like great deeds. I want to make my mark on history. Still, my desire is guillotine, a system dismantled, a ruling class deposed, a worm rooted out. So you absolutely know I've, I've got my eyes set on that vampire. Mm. And my method is poppy flute. Take command of your audience with a kind word and a catchy tune. I don't think I like if it came down to it. I probably am outmatched by the vampire, but I can control the, like, I can set the stage, I can decide when and where we meet, and I have the time to set this up perfectly. So that's my monster hunter coming out of retirement for one last big job. Oh, okay. Um, I will think about that while you're talking about your character. Okay. I also have to give my character a name. Oh, boy. Um, So my center is Angel, ancient machinery abandoned in disrepair, crossed by a glacier, uh, the tip of the iceberg, a grave underestimation, or eons past frozen in ice, glacial drift slowly carving canyons. I am an automaton who was designed at one point to be as helpful as possible but I've been around for a very long time, and so people have not had much use of me recently, so they've sort of forgotten about me and what I was meant to what I was meant to do. I think it, it's a very like general helpfulness that I was supposed to be, and people have forgotten that I was there. Uh, my boon is Volcano, a dormant goddess, a cooling island lush with sprouts, a season of peace. There was a, a long while back at the beginning of this attempted utopia where I was useful and everything was okay. And I don't know where I necessarily was. Maybe I was rented out to people for help and I would go be helpful and then I'd go back to being dormant my bane is famine an off season a reliance on reserves one day that stopped Hmm. one day people stopped uh coming and needing my help for things and so i just kind of stayed dormant for a while until i i think i finally just ended up leaving that place because whoever had been keeping me uh went away so I just became my own person, but I don't have, or my own, yeah, person. I think I see myself as a person, uh, but I'm not useful anymore. My desire is Spitfire, hot-headed, flighty, a braggart, and a gambler. Um, I want to make a name for myself somehow. I want to be more than necessarily what I was made to be. I want to be on par with everyone else in this town even if it's still sort of war zone like like even if like even if the vampire doesn't get driven out 
if I can be one of everyone else, that's what I want most. And my method is heavy crown, the power of leadership outweighed by the burden of responsibility. Uh, the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to kiss up to whoever I think has the most power and and just be as helpful as possible. Oh, oh, kiddo. That's oh, kiddo. Good. Kiddo who's like, <laughs> like really old. <laughs> I don't know how old this town is, but this kiddo is as old as this town, if not older. <laughs> so I'm going to figure out a name for them. My hunter's name is Ven. Like Venn Diagram. Oh, fun. good. We should draw our fates. So, second verse, same as the first. Um, picture these as a snapshot of your character before the story starts. Deal and interpret these one at a time. And we just did yours, so I feel like we should start with you. Okay. So, your clotho is how you begin. Snake oil, a stopgap, a placebo, a sweet-tasting poison. Oh, I have an idea for this, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Ooh. Um like, I, I don't necessarily know if I have the word for it right now, but I, like, definitely am like, oh, I think it's just a move. I think it's just that I make some move that no one expected. I don't know. Something like that, though. Interesting. Okay. Your lack assist is your current fortune. <laughs> oh, I love tarot so much. It's so good princess sheltered and fearful seen and never heard expected to suffer lightly i i think the key word here is expected mm. everyone expects me to be useful and helpful and no they're gonna be wrong <laughs> very good and atropos uh how you will end this is the last card that you will play in the game woof Godless, a curious outsider, a wonderkind. Oh, 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 we're gonna just. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one. <laughs> Good call. Let's place your desire really quick. So, considering your method, uh, how will you get your desire? Put your desire card on that event. Um, the events are an invitation, a wager, a challenge, a revelation, a conversation, an ultimatum. A trial, a duel, a cataclysm, a gift, or a vision, a sabotage. I'm going to put mine on an ultimatum. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. I think I am going to put mine on, on a sabotage. Good. That's where that goes. And then I'll read my fates. How I begin is, ooh, sheriff, enforcer, honor guard, the steel grip of martial law. Oh, I used to be somebody in this town. When I spoke, people listened. Like, it's weird to have the force of law in a town of thieves, but for a minute there, I had it. Yeah. My lachesis, my current fortune, is fortune. An abundant harvest, a missed opportunity, a hesitation. Oh, man. I missed opportunities a lot here. Yeah. Oh, It gosh. really is. I think I did have a window of opportunity where I could have killed the vampire and I didn't. Oh, are you trying to make up for that? I, yeah, I think so. Oh, haunts me. And my Atropos, which is how I will end. It's the last card I will play in the game. Moon, a solar eclipse, a complete and rapid transformation. <laughs> That's probably fine. That's probably <laughs> going to be just fine. Oh my god. <laughs> I have an idea for that already. <laughs> which I'm not dumb. <laughs> 
hey, we'll find out at the end. So your character's atropos may seem like a glimpse of what will befall them at the end of the game, but in practice, it won't be a passive act that happens to your character. Playing your atropos is your swan song, your final move. It's the card you'll play to end your story, and you'll decide what it means. It's important, then, that you don't play it by accident. Keep your atropos card on the table in front of you until you're ready to play it. So the rest of these we will collect into our hand. Okay. Your hand is your character sheet. You'll draw into it to describe how you feel or change, and you'll play from it to describe what you do or say. A card does not have to keep the meaning it had when you first got it, and you can play them in any direction you like. I need a name still. Um, Yes, you do need a name. So uh, I need a name still. You could pull a word from the card, or you could ask the deck. I might ask the deck, because Tarot's never led me wrong before. Stone Soup. Under the veneer of impassive stone is fragile flesh dressed in sand. Oh, that's such a... That's a really good card for your character. That's a really good card for my character. Also, that's just like a really good line. (laughs) Tarot's never led me wrong before. Well, your character's named Ven, so I'm not going to go with Veneer, which is what I want to... really good name, though. I can change mine to something else. I was... I think... No, I'm... it's okay. I, I am also, like, very interested in having a name that isn't, like, one name. I'm always interested in character names that are phrases. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I might be just twisting this a little bit. Fragile Flesh Dressed in Stone. As an automaton, I think that that is... Yeah, I think that's going to be... And it just is now. It just is that. So um, good. It'll just hang out right over the spread. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So, there we go. Do we want to do entanglements? I know there's only two of us, but hey, we could. We could do entanglements. Cool. So, I'll, I'll just read this. Um, the player's characters' lives are tied to each other by partnerships, debts, responsibilities, or dumb luck. To make an entanglement with another player, declare who you want to have a tie with. Each of you play a card from your hand that describes what binds them to you. For example, this is what I need from you, what you want from me, why we can't avoid each other. Exchange these cards into each other's hands. So, for me, fragile flesh dressed in stone... I think that I rely on you somewhat. I'm going to give you this to you flipped as Peacekeeper, Vigilante Justice Law in the Hand of the Common Folk. Um, I think Peacekeeper is what I'm leaning on here, which is that like I have come to rely on you for a variety of things. And sometimes that's like, can you take this thing of wood over to the Sten's house? I, I don't have the energy for it today. And sometimes it's like, I need your backup. I have to go punch some dudes. <laughs> that's great that works well with what i want to give you which is a stopgap of placebo sweet tasting poison which is that you come to me and you need stuff and i give it to you and sometimes it's stuff and sometimes it's actual backup and i think we had like the same exact idea like i was already thinking that that's so good <laughs> um so we're doing great right yeah, now this is fantastic i am into it Okay. We've got our bonds, we've got our characters, we've got our attributes and our desires all laid out. Um, I've already prepped the board. So now we're going to introduce the characters and the game's main mechanics. So first, draw a card into your hand to reflect on something that weighs heavy on your character's heart or mind. So we'll draw from the base deck. I guess I'll, I'll describe mine first, which is Acetic Root. A potent sleep tonic when properly prepared, or stubborn roots anchored into a cliff, reaching wide and winding deep. 
We love both of these are really good. I, I think I'm going to pull from both sides a little bit. The potent sleep tonic when properly prepared is, I think it's a medicine I've been taking to get through the nights. I think a combination of like chronic pain and regret has been keeping me up. And so I've been turning to taking this route to sleep. And during the day, I have been thinking constantly about the network of roots and uh, vines that lead. I'm, I'm picturing that like our little community is like at the base of a cliff and up on the top of that cliff is the is where the vampire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking like, if I can just make my way up there, then I can like get I can do some damage. And I am angry with myself that I cannot do that. Um, okay, so I have the fountain, which is industrial fall-off leaching ruin the venom in a serpent's corpse, or I'm gonna try and read this upside down, uh, spring water trickling down rocks, tide pools temming with life. Oh, man. (sighs) How long has it been and I'm already gonna have trickle-down economics? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, especially if a vampire is living on top of a cliff. Oh, no. Um. And we're at the base of a, um, but I, I mean, I do think that there's also, um, I am not a person. I have a brain that can multitask much better than a human person's can. So at the same time that I am, I am considering my usefulness to the people here. I'm thinking about how that can spread and grow and, um, how you know one pebble that you drop into a river at any given point could change the course of the river entirely you know Mm -hmm. and how that can be a good thing and a bad thing and very carefully considering moves to make sure that i don't divert the wrong river so that goes into your hand yep so once everyone has reflected play a card from the arbiter's deck this is the world's call to action for our heroes heroes being a loose term for the most part hey our old friend the fool lovely close-minded and stubborn faith born of spite or wide-eyed and open-hearted unfettered by cynicism or context i think someone new comes into town (laughs) yes yes that would be the catalyst wouldn't it that's the pebble that gets dropped into the river oh fully yeah you can't plan for something you didn't account for. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna draw up for this new character, this NPC. So oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh this, oh my god. Very good. Oh, I have such an idea. I have such an idea. Please tell me. What if it's a deity? Like a full on god? Maybe not, like, full-on, but, like, I-, I don't know. I like thinking about immortals and people with power just kind of walking around being idiots, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Very, very good. Or, like, some kind of legend, at least. Mm-hmm. Some kind of, at least, some kind of legend. Yeah. So the two cards are Pilgrim, a wanderer bearing only a suitcase, a story, and a smile, and Leviathan, scale beyond reference, ambition outside of reason, servant to nothing, or a mindless hunger, a tireless machine, crude oil burning in seawater. What if it's an old machine? Oh, Ooh, yes. It's like from the same time you were, but... It- oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, I like that. 
maybe it was not as helpful. Or at least maybe it was know. just sort of hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better word. <laughs> okay, so now that this thing is in town, engage the world by playing a card to describe how you enter the story. The camera pans down on your character. What are they doing? So play a card from our hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can say what Ven is doing, which is... Okay. Ven is keeping a wide berth, but is watching the fool intently and tracking its movements and playing mm-hmm. uh, Dibbled's lenses, a change in perspective, a clarifying a vision to illustrate that. Yeah, I think similarly... Uh, fragile flesh dressed in stone is sort of kind of watching but it's sort of for them it's sort of just business as usual like trying very hard to seem small and doing the things that they have always done going through the motions so that hopefully when the time comes for them to move they will hopefully take um, this other person by surprise so I've played uh, the glacier, the tip of the iceberg, a grave underestimation. I'm pulling that from the perspective of hopefully I will be the one being underestimated. Mm. So these two actions display the two fronts for storytelling, reflecting the interior character and engaging the exterior plot. On your turn, you can make one action, reflect, draw a card from the deck into your hand, read the card aloud to the table, and use it to describe how the scene makes you feel or change. Whenever the player reflects, play a card from the arbiter's deck, or engage. To make something a canon part of the story, play a card on the board and describe how you act, what you say, or what details you add to the scene. To act on another player, put the card into their hand. There is a third secret thing that you can do at any time, and that's ask a question. This is a free action. You can ask anyone at any time about anything. They don't have to play a card to answer, but if no one knows, they can draw forward from the deck. Once they've interpreted it, the card is shuffled into the Arbiter's deck. So we'll see it again later. Once we've done the thing... Uh, we should determine which event has been queued. To queue an event means to use character action or player prompting to indicate that you want to play it next. When someone queues an event, uh, starts a conversation, takes on a challenge, looks for something, causes a disaster, etc., that player decides on an event, then flips those two cards, crossing one over the other, like the center. The crossing provides context or complications for the upright. So, one of us being very, very coy and quiet, and the other of us observing intensely, which event are we queuing? I'm not sure. My impulse is a vision, just to sort of get a better look at this thing. Yeah, a vision, maybe a revelation. Ooh. Though we could save a revelation for later. Mm. Yeah, let's go with the vision for now. Yeah. Since I talked about looking at things, I will describe it. Oh, good. Very, very good. Okay. Oh, good. Very good. So we have Duchess, passionate ally, generous patron, lavish host, crossed by Healing Word, a chapbook of poetry, a shared language, unification through culture, or a hierarchy of knowledge, an ivory tower. (laughs) Uh, So this smiling automaton comes to the... uh, I don't think we have a library, per se, I feel like the tragedy of the commons is strong in this particular town. But I think there is probably like a scholar or someone mm. who like just sort of hoards all the books and all the sort of knowledge. And so I think that the fool goes to them and opens its palm and just sort of deposits a stream of gold onto that person's lap. 
And then, like, while that person is, like, clambering to collect all the gold that's been deposited on the floor, Moose passed them to their, like, collection of books and breaks open the locks that they have on it. Wow. Good. So use these two cards to frame the scene. An event can be the focus of the story, additional details that round out facts already established, or simply the backdrop. Then we'll go around the table engaging or reflecting on the scene until it feels like it ends or another event is queued. And we should queue events early and often. And also, this is connected to my desire card, which is guillotine. And so probably the books that it's taking are the books that I've been reading. Oh, about, like, vampires and their weaknesses and their their strengths and whatnot. So I just did a bunch of talking, so you should go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really fair. Um, so I can either reflect or engage, right? Correct. Okay. My impulse here is to reflect, especially since the fool is a machine from my time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's definitely something i'm going to want to that that i'm considering when thinking about um okay i'm gonna read the rules for this really quick for reflecting yeah oh i draw a card from the deck okay that's yeah see exactly that's exactly the stuff i needed um (laughs) and it's mostly because i don't think i necessarily am going to engage with this for sure I drew wildfire, air scarlet with smoke, rivers molten and glowing, or clearing the underbrush maintenance to prevent consuming calamity. I'm probably going to go with that one because I feel like on some level, fragile flesh dressed in stone thinks that this is like a good thing on some level that there's like partially like part of it is good because this machine is like producing more gold Mm -hmm. and um producing more wealth which will eventually become because there's more gold then the value of it will drop blah 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 inflation (laughs) and then part of it is like it's a very black and white view it's like this person was hoarding books Mm -hmm. they should be shared to people (laughs) so i am very like no, this is this is good. This is useful and helpful and stuff. Mm-hmm. Never lose that. Cool. Um, so I take that, mm-hmm. right? And then the Arbor's deck takes a move. Ooh, yes! Uh-huh. Yes! Oh my gosh, that's very good. Lonely Aria, a song from the old country, a language all but forgotten. I feel like this has to do with the old machines, and I want to know what it is. Is it like... Does the fool suddenly start, like, speaking in, like, binary kind of a deal? Or is it, like... I really, I really like that. I also like if it's, like, not necessarily binary. If it's something that we, the automatons, the way that we communicated with each other that wasn't, people weren't privy to. Yes. And because we have, we are all scattered and separated like we don't speak that language really we understand it we don't lose that we don't lose information um but we don't speak it anymore so no one alive has heard it oh my gosh what does it sound like oh i don't know (laughs) do you want to draw for it yeah i might yeah i'll draw (laughs) artisan master of none governed by moods blinded by an unattainable ideal or a skillful hand a practiced eye 
a weathered tool and a clean slate. So hmm, trying to decide. It might be that like the language. Oh, okay. I know what it is. It, maybe it sounds like binary or something like that, but the automatons have put tones into it that humans are not used to. Or maybe they speak like whatever the person language is, but they do inflections and pronunciations really weird. Mm. So it sounds like nothing, but a careful ear would be able to pick it up. An automaton's ear, essentially. Oh my god, that's so good. So like, the fool will say something to the bookkeeper, but you hear the thing that it's actually saying? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put this in the Arbiter's deck. That's what happens when you answer a question. So I really want to know what your re- reaction to this old machine speaking in your, your almost forgotten language. Oh, it's it's absolutely delighted. <laughs> it's absolutely delighted. Like, I think it's still, like, sort of hidden delight. Like, it's not, like, pretty overtly obvious. But it's definitely, like, happy blinking and sort of bouncing steps. <laughs> Like, it's, it's almost human happiness, I think. It looks like human happiness, which is very interesting, I think. I should approach it, right? Ven should go and, and talk to this machine, but I don't have good any good... I'm going to reflect. I don't have good cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Windfall. A fortune lost, a secret uncovered, a bullet dodged, or beginner's luck, an old habit, a new scar. That's some good art, like unrelated, but <laughs> Thanks. that's some very good art. It's an art test. I'm thinking of, of redoing the whole deck in more representative ways, but mm. I'm not sure yet. But thank you. Um, maybe it's an old habit here that I'm thinking of. I think that the castle that the vampires posted up in was, or maybe still is, a crumbling ruin of like the world before that used the automata. And I think that the old habit being that it's it's very possible that this fool will be able to climb that mountain with no no trouble, like find a, uh, a secret mm-hmm. passageway that that only opens to uh, the machines. So that's my my thinking. That's my little brain making noises. <laughs> yes. And because I reflected the arbiter yesterday. Hmm. I have an idea for this, but I just went so. I mean, I want to hear your idea. Okay. Life spoken un- into the world, volatile and unfamiliar, is that... Um... Oh, I think I know what you might say. Because <laughs> I think I might have just had the same idea. But I'm gonna, I want to hear what yours is first, because if it's not the same. While the fool speaks, it is saying things that are beyond like, hey, I need these books. I think it, it starts to wax philosophical about the books. And while it's doing that, it is speaking in this secondary language, or for it, I guess, its primary language, reactivating other automata. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the idea I just had. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> okay, that sounds like an event. It sounds like a whole thing. Yeah, that definitely sounds like an event. Is that a revelation or a cataclysm? Um, I think that depends on how we want it to go. Is it going to be messy or is it just going to be like a thing that happens? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like a revelation mm-hmm. is like, oh, this rock that I'm drying my laundry on, it just booted up and walked away. That was weird. Or is it like 
a cataclysm where it's like the entire town gets turned upside down. I mean, I think an argument could be made that a cataclysm isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So we could say it's a cataclysm. Have the whole town be turned upside down. <laughs> Go big. Yes. Yes. Agreed. All right. So one last thing before we go to the next event. At the end of an event, ask this question to each player. What is your takeaway from this scene? Take a card from the event thread or draw a card from the deck to describe it. This card goes into your hand. All right. I'm going to take the Duchess because I have high hopes for this fool. I'm going to take Lonely Arya for the, for the language that I've reclaimed. The second question is how, uh, what, what have we not seen the last of? What goes into the Arbiter's deck? Um, <laughs> the fool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Or maybe it's a change in perspective. Mm, I dig that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like, I think I like that better than the obvious, actually. And the rest of this gets retired. So this goes back into the event slot, and that event is not used again. But the cataclysm is... Oh, that rules. Okay, I'm going to let you construct this. Okay. So, spinster, an affable hermit, a professor lost in thought, or a recluse obscured by obligation, root- rootless and efficient, and then unicorn, beautiful and territorial, horn dripping with poacher's blood, or uh, rare and wondrous, skittish frames filled with a calm touch. Oh, oh, I have ideas. Yes. Oh, I have ideas. Um, okay, so I'm gonna just, an affable hermit, a professor lost in thought, um, I think this is going to inevitably define more about the other automatons, I think. We were not made for violence. We were not made for causing harm. We are thinkers, first and foremost. But we're not pack-driven. And because, like, many of us, like, I have been active for however many years, and there are probably a couple of others who have been active for quite a while, but many of the automatons who are waking up have not been. So they just like, they're a little rusty, very much a professor lost in thought. They just sometimes trail off in the middle of sentences because <laughs> um, they get caught up on another train of thought. And then I want to I wanna go more with um, skittish frame stilled with a calm touch for context because i i feel like you know <laughs> these four automaton are just they haven't been awake for a while so like things are different now they get spooked really easily <laughs> like i'm taking this very literally but i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing no. like i'm thinking about i'm thinking about like the mouse droids from the first star wars movie oh, please. um where they get they get growled at and they just scurry away Maybe a bunch of them are like really little and they were like hidden places where they weren't like seen often. So like sometimes people accidentally almost step on them. Uh-huh. But people are just astounded by them also. It's sort of amazing, but it's like everything's so different now. Yes. All these wonderful automata coming back into the world. I love it. Um, then is going to speak very kindly to them. I'm playing uh, Poppy Flute. Take command of your audience with a kind word and a catchy tune. And I think this looks like then it's probably not a flute. It's probably like a guitar or a drum is playing a tune to attract the automata that they know that Fragile Flesh dressed in stone likes. Like they've seen Fragile Flesh dressed in stone sort of nod to the tune and, and like a, a little bit of pep in their step, you know, when they hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I'm doing that to calm them down and, like, to distract the people around them who probably have, like, picked up knives and whatnot because the, like, bedrock of their house just left. And Ven is going to try and lead them sort of to a, like, the town square. Do kind of, like, a, a weird, like, intro to Thief Town. <laughs> yeah, okay. So if I engage, I can play a card into your hand? Sure. So I can add something to what's happening, sort of? Is that sort of how that works? Because I have an idea of um, playing Angel as the Arbiter Divine, a single-minded holy force. <laughs> well, tell me um, what, what the idea is, and then I'll tell you where it would be best to put it. Like, whether it's okay. to the board. So I, the idea that I have is that, like, you play the automatons, this very nice song, and then you give them an intro to Thief Town, and they see you as their leader. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, we're gonna follow you now. <laughs> and here's the butcher shop, and here's where we keep our horses, and they're like, oh, you're our dad now. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like we will die for you and it's like no 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 you don't have to do that okay um very good oh gosh oh that's a good i think i hmm i think because you're describing the automata that that goes on the board i think that's okay ruling on that um i'll read that distinction out really quick and you can tell me if you agree okay um Playing a card onto a character's hand instead of on the board means you're focusing the action on them personally, like poisoning them or giving them a pep talk or gifting them a sword. Yeah, okay. So then, yeah, I think then that goes on the board. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not doing anything to you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sally can be a retired hunter and their 400 robot children. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> And their other automaton friend? <laughs> a family can be a retired hunter, their automaton friend, and their 400 automaton children. Oh, We're this, doing really good. This is a good game. We're playing this, this really game good really game. well. <laughs> the vampire is like chilling up on the cliff. <laughs> and then has adopted 400 automaton. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if we shouldn't play for the vampire, actually, now that you mentioned them. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know if I want this to be like a Castlevania sort of thing or if, I don't know. I think that's up to you. Well, okay. I want to have a conversation with these robots now that they are my friend forever. So I think, I think I am going to cue that event. Unless there's something you would like to do. No, that's totally, yeah, definitely talk to their boss. <laughs> Okay, so to conclude it, we have a takeaway. Yes. Hmm. I think I Do you want to take away first, or because oh, no, I just went? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, torn between poppy flute and angel. I feel like those both are really handy. I think angel fits this better. Like this technology is very old, but it's not that complex. Um, I can like interface with it. I can talk to it and engage with it, uh, even though the time period between me and them is so vast. Yeah, I think I am actually going to take Poppy Flute because I think that I've seen what words and music and that sort of thing can do. And like, yes, the automata have been asleep for a very long time and are like sort of simple minded. But like if it can work on automata, like 
it should be able to work to an extent on people, right? Like, I'm learning how to talk to people. (laughs) I'm learning how to be nice as opposed to just helpful. Cool. What have we not seen the last of between these two cards? I'm very interested in the unicorn. Yeah, me too. Especially territorial. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm very interested in that. And so far, the like the automata that we've met have been really helpful and really nice and extraordinarily rich. Yeah. <laughs> so let's this single card back in its slot and come up with that conversation, which also puts your desire on the board. Yeah. So Fiddler's Rosin. Making do for want of a horseshoe nail, aid promised but never awarded, or an artist's tool. To sweeten and empower clarity and strength through friction. That's Fiddler's Rosin. And the other one is Goosedown, a notable delay, a layer of numbness, or a soft place to land, a whisper just above silence. See this? Alright, cards, that's cheating because you just copied what Kales just said. You can't do that. You have to do something new. That's plagiarism. <laughs> that's the issue with tarot, is yeah. that it like it, it literally just, just does that. Tarot is sure a thing, huh? <laughs> it sure is. Uh, somebody put it like that. I think what I garner from my conversation um, as Ven is that these robots, by and large, as you were saying, were built to help. They're not battle droids. They're not like um, they were designed for a better world, and they were designed to help sustain that better world. Mm. Um, and. I think it's like a couple of days where it's like, okay, well, they're rusty. They're still like clearing moss out of their joints. Um, give them a, a little bit of time to warm up and they'll be right as rain. And that's true to some extent, but there is still this like distinct notable delay in what they do. And it seems like it will require more than just like a good cleaning to get them back up to trim, you know? Right. Yeah. Hmm. What is the fool doing, do you think? Um, the fool is either also following Ben or just, like, breaking more locks. I think, yeah, I think the fool might be breaking more locks and might be liberating, quote-unquote, more resources. Hmm. Still, like, relatively useless stuff that maybe in another turn they will have um, broken into an armory or something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about maybe I'm de- I'm definitely going to engage. I'm just trying to decide which card I want to play to do the thing that I want to do. I have to decide which approach Fragile Flesh Dress in Stone wants to take with this. Um, it might be this is this is sort of pulling at straws a little bit. Um, but I'm gonna play the fountain. Um, turn it. Uh, spring water trickling down rocks, tide pools teeming with life. Because I think that with the sort of things that Fragile Flesh Dressed in Stone has been learning recently about how humans do things, I'm going to try and tweak some of the, once again, with the trickle down stuff. I think that if I like tweak some of the wiring or the mechanics of like a couple of the automata just a little bit, mm-hmm. that then the others will sort of follow hmm. and they'll learn from each other like a little hive mind Ooh. that's sort of what i do cool i'm gonna find a couple of specific automata who are very fast or very strong 
and I am going to start petitioning them like, hey, have you ever heard of killing vampires? (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) The thing you've ever heard of. I guess I'll I'll drop from the Arbiter to find out. Ooh, neat. Neat. So the card that I drew from the Arbiter is Bandit, gold-hearted thief, lover of justice, defiler of law. I think that I find one that speaks in like so you you described the like sort of secondary language as being tones that are like layered on top of like human speech yeah and like different inflections and pronunciations and tones that humans don't necessarily think of as being quote-unquote grammatically correct Mm -hmm. i think that they speak in a slightly different key than everyone else and i'm actually gonna draw for the deck for them to sort of uh round out them a bit I like those. I like those cards a lot. Yeah. So it's Scholar, Scrivener, Documentarian, Insatiably Critical and Curious, crossed by Polaris, Immutable Fact and Immovable Object, or the North Star, a Lighthouse, Words to Live By. So I think that the combination here, the thing I'm going for with Bandit is... I don't I don't think that the automata necessarily have like the three laws of robotics. I think they, you know, whenever Ben asked Fragile Flesh dressed in stone to go punch a dude, that happened. Um, yeah. But I feel like there is something that's developed there and maybe it's like this automaton was not necessarily asleep like the others were. I think it had like a camera that was pointing at something and studying it over like hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, Ooh. And maybe yeah. that, that was just the sky, right? Like, maybe that was the stars. And this went in such a different direction than I thought it would, which is really good. They they tell me that these stars are directly linked to the happenings and the goings-on of the ground. And that if you can read them, then you can see what happens next. Mm. I find that frustrating, because I was like, I... I just I wanted to know if you could put a stake into a vampire. I didn't need a story about the world. I, I think that might cue a revelation, though. Oh, sick. Awesome. Because I feel like then maybe if one of us or someone goes and sort of studies the stars and the patterns and stuff, we can maybe find something out that will help us. So, take away. Yes. Okay, so our desire card. Mm-hmm. that are on the board now. Are they just, like, on the board? They don't get cleared between um, events. They stay there until you've earned them. And so when, when you feel like you've narratively earned it, you can take it as your takeaway card. Okay, okay. I haven't um, yet, because I don't I don't think I'm there yet, but you might be, actually. Yeah, maybe. But I'm gonna hold off for a moment, because I want to be certain, because still, I still feel like I'm being very passive on some level, and my desire, like, very simply, is to be active, and to be an active player. Um, so I'm going to leave that for another moment. I'm gonna take Bandit. I think that there is something here that, to be crude, uh, can be exploited and hasn't been yet. Yeah. I'm going to take Fiddler's Rosin because I think that on some level, uh, I have to read it again because I know what I want to say, but I can't remember. I need to make sure I'm actually looking at it because I I feel like on some level that it's it's like we have these automated now, but we don't we still don't really know how to use them Mm -hmm. or how they are useful to us. What have we seen the last of? Uh, Polaris. (laughs) 
I have that as part of the NPC, so I'm going to leave that there. Oh, right, right, right. That's, that's, that, that, right, 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 right. Then the hunter, I think. Ooh. Yeah, cool. So we have, uh, second sun, a moon out of orbit, starved of companionship, seeking completion, or stricken from history, unseen in mirrors, unreflecting, <laughs> unreflected in lakes. Um, textbook vampire. And, uh, Survivor, star, scar crossed in body and mind, wounded and raw hearted, or a uh, shipwrecked sailor, mountain roamer, shiv maker, snake eater. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. A wow. revelation. Thanks, cards. <laughs> God, I'm gonna be a total jerk here. Do it. Gonna humanize the vampire. Mostly because I'm, like, really interested in both sides of Second Sun, so I want to, like, draw... I mean, one side of Second Sun is, like, very textbook vampire, so I want to sort of keep that, but I also, um... Like, Starved of Companionship is good, like, obviously, but I'm thinking more about Seeking Completion. I don't know necessarily how we come to this revelation, um, and maybe that's sort of what we engage with. But I think the revelation that we come to is that the vampire has been goading us into coming after them because it is dissatisfied with undeath. Oh, no. So I think that the, the seeking completion is it's seeking rest, as it were. I don't necessarily think it's going about it in the best, like, like, it's still, like, a totally, like, an evil creature killing and stealing everyone's wealth and stuff. But it's on some level, it's like, well, if no one's gonna come kill me, yeah, I might as well live comfortably, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think the fool finds this out. I think of the many things that the fool is unlocking, I think that one of them genuinely is that sort of path up, up the cliff the secret uncovered part there. Mm-hmm. I think the fortune loss is part of it as well, but I'm not totally sure what that looks like. Maybe that's in opening this gate, some vital part of the town that somehow survived the Automata uprising gets destroyed. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll draw for that, I guess. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, no. Oh, that's, a bad, that's a bad one. That's a rough one. God damn. Woof. Yeah, that's someone awesome. play the someone play the woof on the Austin Walker soundboard <laughs> for me, please. <laughs> Alexa, play the Austin Walker soundboard. This is so sad. Alexa, play Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that really quick. <laughs> God. Progenitor, a precedent, a familial tie, the water of the womb. The other side is a surrogate, a found family, the blood of the covenant. That is actually somehow even worse. Yeah, really. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) What is, like, that hits me in where I live, but like, what, what do we see? Oh. Huh. I'm not, I'm not actually sure. I'm just thinking. Well, we do have the very good 400 robot children. We do have 400 very good robot children. But that's it. I feel like this is... Maybe it's just a residential area. Maybe it's just that. Yeah. Like... Oh. 
the places where people live and sleep. Yeah. Yikes. And it's like like the ultimate fuck you to the town. Because I feel like up to this point, the vampire has been part stealing for their own comfort and part like trying to goad heroes and, and people seeking revenge into coming and, and finally just doing the damn thing. And this might be the like PS the resistance of it. Yeah. If this doesn't make you do something, then there's no hope for either of us. Spindle Wheel Stories is an actual play podcast of Spindle Wheel, a tarot-like storytelling card game. I'm Sasha, your host and game designer. You can find me on Twitter at Sasha underscore Renault. Joining me this episode was Kales. You can find them on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. Spindle Wheel is currently in open beta. You can check it out and print and play the whole thing at tinyurl.com slash spindlewheel dash open beta. You can also follow us on Twitter at TCabbage. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.